Hey, hey, you know what that music means. It's time for another Ian Hates Music Conversation edition. I am very happy to have the band Hejira on the show. That's spelled H-E-J-I-R-A. If you've listened to the past few shows, you've heard us talk about Hejira, and you've heard us do our review for The Sentinel. What a great album that is. That's why I'm so happy to have Elliot, the lead vocalist, and Brian, one of the guitarists from Hajira, on the show today. We're going to talk a ton about the Sentinel, as well as everything else Hajira. It was really great to have Ellie and Brian on the show. We actually did something new on this one. Not only did we go ahead and record this live like we normally do, but also Elliot was running Periscope on his end as well. So this was actually put out live on top of this recording. So really, there is not much difference between the live show and what is recorded here. This one has Brian and Elliot on two separate Skype calls, and Elliot is running Periscope as well. So this was a lot of fun. It was really, really great to talk to these guys about the Sentinel, about the band itself, because this album for me, and I know for Jackson and Ty, came out of nowhere. It's really one of the top albums of 2016. You really heard me right. You need to go pick this up. It's really an amazing concept album, and we'll get into all that on the show. So here's Sacrificer from The Sentinel. Enjoy.
and say hey to everyone. Hey, everyone. Hello, <laughs> Ethan. Hello, Elliot. All right, this is Brian. Say hey to Ian again. If you guys have tuned in since, since now, he's got his badass MCR flag in the back. Look at that. It's beautiful. Got to represent. Looking gorgeous as usual. <laughs> Brian, show me your tattoo real quick. Oh, yeah. My tattoo. There we go. Yeah. yeah Lord of the Rings tattoo. Very nice. Yeah, Eric Warren in the Shire. Done yesterday. Hurt so bad right now. <laughs> What's your recovery time? Mine? Yeah. I don't know. Probably two weeks. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I saw them on Instagram. They're looking pretty good. Thank you. I went to a Tim Necht. Um, he's got a shop in White Plains. He did uh, Miss May Eyes tattoos. He did Lou Collins sleeve tattoo. He's done a bunch of uh, big band tattoos. Very nice. Yeah. So I'm guessing, I mean, it's a tattoo, so I'm guessing you're a huge fan of Lord of the Rings. When did that start? When I was five. There we go. All yeah, right. I've loved Lord of the Rings my whole life. Did uh, did parents read it to you? Did, like, a sibling or something? Oh, no. My parents and siblings think I'm a total geek because ah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. No, my, the reason why I ask is because my dad started reading it to me when I was, like, three or four or something like that. That was the bedtime story, you know? It's a good bedtime story. It's a long bedtime story. It is. It took a while. It took a while for me to get to sleep, apparently. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, it was The Hobbit. That was uh, my bedtime story, so that got me into it, and I started reading Lord of the Rings shortly after that. That makes sense. Did you guys see, I know this is backtracking a lot, but did you guys even see the parts of The Hobbit that came out? Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Like um, I, I like the film production, but the storyline strayed pretty far from the book, Right. so I'm not like too huge into that aspect of it but the, the film quality was good you know yeah it's and peter jackson yeah the cinematography was quite beautiful but i felt like he kind of sold out just a bit like <laughs> he, he i mean which i don't respect a lot because of the effort that he put into lord of the rings mm -hmm. i just he was like nah fuck it i just want the money now which kind of sucks but but what? the irks and it were badass <laughs> yeah they were i would say definitely sell out because he's doing the new king kong isn't he uh i know he did the old one. I don't know if he's doing the new one. Yeah, I think he's either doing the new one or he's doing the new Godzilla or something like that. Remaking his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, and maybe he's like, yeah, I fucked it up so bad. I gotta, I gotta have a second shot at this. Exactly. <laughs> well, how's the Periscope working over there? Are you guys all set? Yeah, yeah. It's been running for a while. I was playing some random Lonely Island tunes while waiting and people were like asking what it was. Which ones did you play? Uh, I played... I'm so humble. Yes, there there you go. Just, and then uh, Ben Laden, the Ben Laden song. What's it called? Finest Girl. Yes, yes. Now, did you guys see that movie? Because I haven't had a chance to, but I've heard the entire soundtrack. I just watched it last night with my girlfriend, and it was. I mean, I was expecting something uh, a little bit more like Hot Rod esque, like sure. you know, because because <laughs> they like directed Hot Rod, and it had like a little bit too much of a story, but they had some great parts in there with like. Justin Timberlake, and then at the end they had like Michael Bolton come out and like do a guest spot on like, their songs. So they had like a lot of these like connections to some of their older music that was pretty hysterical. That makes sense. Brian, have you I'm, seen it? I'm not an Andy Samberg fan at all. <laughs> I think he's a huge doof. Now compare him to Adam Sandler, though. Are you more of an Adam Sandler fan, or are you more of an Andy Samberg fan? Those are just two of the Stooges. I don't know. There you go. Okay. Probably, probably Adam Sandler. I like more of Adam Sandler's movies. Well, have you have you heard the Lunch Lady song from back in the day? Back oh. in the day for me. I guess not back in the day for everyone. <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Elliot's a, a young child. He's only 19. I'm a kid. Yeah, I was going to ask. I was like, you're in classes right now, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm at university right now. What are you uh, studying? Uh, I'm a molecular bio major. Okay. Brian, what are you doing? I work in a pizza shop. Do you mind telling which one? Is it Pizza Hut? No, it's Ashton's Pizza ah, okay. out here in Maryland. It's a privately owned. Uh, food's fantastic. My boss is cool. He's covered in tattoos. He let me take off my... I normally work at Double Wednesdays. He let me take off yesterday to go get tattooed. So oh, awesome. I cannot complain. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Elliot, do you have tattoos as well? No. 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 <laughs> no at all. I'm, I'm like just like the baby of the group. I don't got tattoos. <laughs> I don't got any crazy... I used to have my ears gauged and that was it. Okay. I'm actually I'm actually the only one in the band who has tattoos. Oh, I was just about to ask that actually. So yeah, I'm the only one. Wow, is the group relatively young then, on the younger side at least? Our average age is 22. Okay, all right. So maybe tattoos will come a little bit later, possibly. I mean, I'm gonna finish mine like early next year, so I'm 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 stuck with it now. <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Are you coloring it in? Yeah, it's gonna be full color. Oh, very nice. Okay. That's impressive. It's painful, but yes, it uh, it's worth it. I mean, I love this. And it's so cool finally having it. Now, I too have tattoos. Mine are all Stephen King books and then a couple of other books Sorry. as well. Yeah, all my tattoos are literature-based. So you're probably loving this clown craze. Yes, <laughs> except it never scared me, so I'm just having fun just laughing at other people. Oh, man, dude, it's all over university here. Like People running around campus like, on Yik Yak talking about like the clowns, like saying like, oh fuck, there's like a clown that popped up over here, clown that popped up over here, people go on clown hunts. You know what I, they say? Yeah. All, it all floats down here. Yes. We all <laughs> we all float down here. That's right. <laughs> well done. I guess let's actually skew this a little bit towards the music, guys, I guess. And then yeah. we'll believe me, we're gonna get back to some of this stuff for sure. But I'm very happy to have you guys on here. I'm glad we're doing the periscope as well. I know you guys wanted to definitely talk about the Sentinel as you know, we reviewed it on the show, and every one of us loved it. I'm really, really impressed with what you guys were able to pull off. Where did, I guess, where did the inspiration come from? Like, let's get into the concept right away. Brian, do you want to start with the concept? Because you kind of were the one that... I came up with the idea for the Sentinel and the whole World War II theme before anyone was in the band besides me and the bass player. He and I were the only ones in the band at the time. Okay. And I just... I was watching a documentary on National Geographic. I forget which one it was, but I remember just thinking about like, you know, I had family in World War II and our bass player Russell had family in World War II. I was just like, how badass would it be for us to, you know, kind of do an album as a tribute to people who have ser who had served in World War II? But not only that, but put ourselves in the eyes of a soldier in World War II. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like how the idea was come up with. I came up with the idea in June of 2013. All right, so this was before the self-titled that you put out. Yes, we were, we were recording the self-titled when I came up with the idea. Oh, okay. Then yeah. what, what made you not continue on with that and kind of stay with the self-titled and then decide to do the concept later? Was it you were just so far into the self-titled that you were like, okay, we'll finish this up and then yeah. we'll move on? And the self-titled wasn't like even as organized, but we were pretty far in. That album took us over a year to record just because we did it at a buddy's house. Oh, okay. And it's not like, you know, we got into the studio for a couple of weeks like we did on this album and knocked it out. It was like 
come over for a few hours this weekend, come over for a few hours on this date. And we started recording it at the end of probably right around the time I came up with the Sentinel, but I had already written the whole first album. So we just went with that. And uh, I decided that I wanted to use the Sentinel as the second album idea. Gotcha. Now, so Brian, are you the person who put everyone together to make a Jira? Yeah, I, I, we could say that. Um, I initially came up with the idea for Hajira my freshman year of college. I was at the University of Arizona, and oh, okay. uh, I had a small recording set up in my dorm room. And I wrote three songs um, that are on the first album called Creation, Laying the Path, and The Beast Within. And I got some guys together when I came home, and we played it. And they were like, we really like these songs. And I was like, you guys want to try starting something? Sure. And a week later, we had five people. Um, and then uh, another week after that, we had booked a show at, like a month ahead. So we had like kind of a goal we could accomplish, you know, have five songs put together. And the lineup at that time was me. It was Russell, our, our current bass player, for the two original members. Okay. Um, my buddy Tim, who was on vocals. My buddy Cameron, who played guitar and sang. He did backup vocals. And then our drummer is actually Nick Folio, who's now in Bad Omens. Yeah, Elliot had brought that up briefly. I, I figured yeah. we'd get to that at some point for sure. Yeah, Nick Nick and I are still tight. He's he's an awesome kid. He's a great drummer. Yeah, I like the new Bad Omens album, so I, I would imagine. So, yeah. so that was made when you were in Arizona, or was it put together when you came back? It was put together when I came back. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, I had to transfer after my first year at Arizona, and I was closer to home, so I was able to, you know, work in a band while going to school. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering, because you guys are both in Maryland right now, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, when you hear Arizona, it's like one of my goals to get back out west, because I'm an Air Force brat, so I lived in, like, I love Texas, like, I would go to Arizona for sure, so to come back to Maryland seems a little crazy to me, but are you a big fan? Of, Air- of Maryland. Maryland, yeah. Um, Maryland has its charm to it. Uh, we, one thing I love about Maryland is we get all four seasons, but it's not like we get all four seasons regularly. It's we sure. get all four seasons to the extreme. Like our summers are <laughs> super hot. Right. Our falls are super chilly. Our winters are like three feet of snow on the ground. You're mm-hmm. sucking your house for two weeks. Right. I'm in Boston, <laughs> so I completely understand that. It's always the extremes. It's always yeah. You go outside and it's seven feet of snow. You're like, where the fuck did this come from? So I completely, (laughs) completely understand that. Elliot, I'll ask you too. Like, have you lived in Maryland your whole life or did you go there for college? Um, Originally, I'm from Michigan. Okay. So, you know, uh, land of icy stars. (laughs) Uh, So I moved here actually in middle school. And so, I mean, you could say I'm from Maryland, I guess. It depends. Like how, how how you want to put that? Sure. Most of my formative years have been spent here, so I, I consider Maryland to be my home. Gotcha. Um, I ended up going to school at Towson University, which is just like an hour and a half from my house. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoy Maryland a lot. It's much better than Michigan. You don't freeze <laughs> your ass off in uh, you know September, which is nice. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. That is very true. We know that little bit of a backstory of how this started. So when did you guys get started in music in general? Brian, do you want to start and then I'll go to me? Okay, my story is pretty wacky. There um, we go. All right, that's see, this is what I'm looking for. This works. Growing up, my favorite band was the Backstreet Boys, and I wanted to be in a boy band so bad. <laughs> and then, like, 
when I turned eight, I went to, I remember this day specifically, it was in the summertime. Mm -hmm. My mom and I were at Target and I had like 20 bucks to my name. You know, I'm like nine years old. So I'm walking around the music section and I bought Meteora because I heard Numb Ah, on the radio. I wanted the whole album. And I also bought um, Waking the Fallen because I thought Mm -hmm. the the Skull Bat looked really cool. And I was like, wow, this band's (laughs) probably really good. And like... My judgments as an eight-year-old kid were correct. Like, those two <laughs> albums, like, I don't know. They didn't make me want to learn guitar just yet, but they just gave me the initial idea of, like, how cool would it be to be in a band. And then when I was 13, I really got into Rage Against the Machine. Sure. And I really wanted to learn the riff to Killing in the Name. Right. Not not the... Not the but the just the very first riff when the guitar oh, comes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now and let me I, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I just stuck with guitar after that. I play I played bass for three years initially and I picked up a guitar um after I picked up a bass and I just went from there. Oh, very nice. Let me just really quick, since we're on the you know, the topic of Event Sevenfold, did you see all the news that came out today? I heard they released a new song, and I heard it sounds like their old music, but I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. Yeah, it's like an eight-minute song, by the way, just so you know. You have to space out the time a little bit for it. But yeah, they, they had the leak of, I guess, their new album's coming out December 9th. I would say on the par of a nightmare-type feel, probably. Mm-hmm. Are Vince Sevenfold one of your favorite bands, or do you kind of fallen off of them after they stopped screaming? Avenged Sevenfold's albums that I like the best are Waking the Fallen, City of Evil, sure. and um, self-titled, most of self-titled. Um, I do have to say that I have, I did not like really like the vocals, M. Shadow's vocals on City of Evil. The okay. instrumentals on that album are so good. They're some of the best metal... We could call it instrument or metalcore, but it's really like progressive metalcore. Right. And I think the instrumentals on the album are fantastic. But yeah, just after um, self-title, I just kind of fell off because, you know, that's after the. Well, was the Rev on Nightmare? No, so. was he, it? He wait, yeah. didn't he die before that one? Yeah, he died in two thousand nine. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. That, very unfortunate. Obviously, yeah, that was. Yeah, it would have to be around there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So self-title is the last thing I'll listen to by them. Gotcha, Elliot. What about you? Um. About Event Sevenfold or just music in general? We'll do Event Sevenfold first, then we'll go to music in general. Oh, you're not, I'm not the kind of guy that you want to talk to that because my history in music is vastly different than a lot of people. So, did you also want to join a boy band? Um, no, not necessarily. I wasn't into music until a lot later, and I didn't really listen to like the old metalcore stuff, um, except for maybe some As I Lay Dying Mm. and August Burns Red, but uh. They, they've always been trying to convert me over to like this older <laughs> metal stuff, but my story of how I got into the music of this style of music is a bit different. So, Well, go ahead. Enlighten us. All right. I'll, so let's see. I never. I grew up playing piano a little bit. My mom forced me to take lessons. Um, I was homeschooled when I was taking piano, so I was kind of like that nerdy kid that like didn't have any friends. <laughs> and yeah, so then middle school swings around. I wasn't involved in anything extracurricular, so they put me in band, and I played saxophone. So I played saxophone up until, like, 10th grade of high school. Wow. And so my, my family, when I was younger, we were pretty um, conservative. 
uh, like Christian family. And so I wasn't really allowed to listen to any anything that had screaming in it. And I remember like the first like kind of like louder album that I ever got was like the Skillet album. Like, oh, I think okay. was, yeah, from like back in like well back in my day. Um, <laughs> I remember listening to them and like being like, oh shit, this is awesome. And like my parents were like, no, you can't listen to that. That's that's bad. It's got like screaming in it and stuff. And then I think I, I like downloaded like I think I started getting into the genre one time when my uncle, who was living with us at the time, gave me one of his under OCDs. Ah, okay. It was after safety, and I remember listening to that, and I was like, "Oh, I love this!" And I remember having to like hide it on my iPod because my parents were like, "Nah, we can't have that music." <laughs> but I started listening to that a little bit, and then I started listening to August Burns Red, and then I bought an iPod off of one of my buddies, and he had like all these like O oh, Sleeper, mm, uh, August. Red, Texas in July, Memphis Mayfire. And so I kind of started, I guess, with what you call like this newer wave of metalcore as opposed to some of this more old school stuff. Sure. That's kind of what I started listening to. And I, for me, it was like exciting because it was taboo, I guess, for me. <laughs> sure. Um, but I remember probably around like ninth grade, I was like, oh, man, I wish I could like do these screams and stuff. And uh, me and some of my buddies would like sit around at his house, like in the closet, like trying to like mimic some screams and whatever and then let's see I, I stopped doing band stopped playing saxophone in about 10th grade tried to pick up guitar wasn't incredibly good at it i was involved with a choir and some like i was in drama in high school so like i had a lot of vocal practice sure. and i eventually started screaming and i for ended up forming a um, small metalcore band with some buddies that I went to high school with, and that's kind of like how I started out. That's how I met these guys. Oh, okay. um, so we would do some shows around the Baltimore area. Uh, that that's kind of like what piqued my interest in that, and then it just ended up I was really good. So <laughs> very nice. I, kind of was, um, I remember in eleventh grade, my drama uh, director, she was like, "Oh, you can't." keep doing drama and screaming or else you're gonna fuck up your voice and i was like but i think i'm good at it and she's like nah you can't and so then i was like oh, i guess i'm just gonna quit doing drama and just stick with music and uh, around that time is when i joined hajira so okay so then it was the touring around were you both in separate bands at that time before you joined yeah. or okay so how that happened did they just did you just get sucked into hajira or were right. both bands like breaking up or what happened um, Brian, can we talk about that? Yeah, what happened was Hajira has way more past members than we do current members. I saw that, yes. Like, <laughs> we went through so many lineup changes. I went through so many guitar players. And I just remember, like, Elliot was supposed to do guest vocals at this show that we played right after we released our... Well, I guess it was the show we played right before we released the first album. Okay. And he comes up on stage to scream, and he looks so vicious but nothing's coming out because Mike's not turned on. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, I want a guy like that in my band. So our singer at the time was actually just a fill-in. His name's Cole. He did uh, vocals on the first album. He filled in for one show and on the album. He went ah. off to college, and we were like, we're short somebody. And I just Facebook messaged Elliot one day, and I was like, hey, you want to like audition for the band? And he's like, yeah, here, have this. Like, I, I asked him to audition in person, but instead he just sent me a file of him just screaming. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're in. There you go. Wait, was it and, like warm-up screams or was it an actual song? 
Uh, it was Danger Wild Man cover by The Devil Wears Prada. Wow. <laughs> and I still have it on this laptop, and it is so funny. I think... Wait, how has that not released to everyone yet? I don't know. It's just... <laughs> It'll come out one day. Elliot's come a really long way as a screamer, so I would say so. I mean, yeah, my yeah. definitely different. Yeah, yeah, my my vocals have changed a lot um, because I had like, yeah, you know, I mean, so the way that I started learning to scream actually, so it's actually kind of a funny story. One of my choir directors, um, one time after a choir session, I was like, I wonder if she can like, if she knows like how I can like not fuck up my voice when I'm doing screaming. So I went and yeah. asked her. She was this older lady at my church, and she's a great choir director. And I was like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, like this is something I'm interested in. Will you have any like pointers on that?" She's like, "Yeah, I used to be in a metal band when I was back <laughs> in college." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Yeah." And so she gave me a couple pointers, like just some really general stuff, and I kind of took it off from there, um, mimicking like the Devil Wears Prada was a big influence for me. And I when I I sent Brian that track, um, I don't know. It, it's pretty humorous how how well I can mimic uh, that guy's scream. So that was, I think, uh, he thought it was funny for one and then good for another. <laughs> right. Um, but then their influence kind of with like the more older metalcore, metalcore styles definitely influenced uh, more my pitch screams, my lower screams. Yep. And I've really strived with every release to push myself to develop a new technique or a new style. And uh, that's something I want to continue down the road is just pushing my limits as a vocalist, not staying stagnant. Because what, what you see a lot of, um, I feel like with uh, some of the metalcore bands that I listen to is like each album, they kind of like de-evolve a little bit. They get a little less heavy. The vocals are a little less intense. And I, I don't know, I'm not a really big fan of that. I'd rather push myself and develop a new style and uh, surprise people. I'll go back to a question I have for that in a second. But what do you think of the new Devil Wears Prada? What do you think of his vocals in Transit? Yeah, it's Transit Blue. Yeah, um, I appreciate what he's doing. I appreciate any time that a vocalist pushes himself to try something a little bit different. Um, I know they released that song, Daughter. I think that was the last one that I listened to. Okay. Um, musically, I'm not as big of a fan of some of their older stuff just because I do like that kind of like early... 2000s mid 2000s metalcore with like the, the synths and the crazy stuff and how it kind of just was obnoxious that's just what i like <laughs> sure. um but i respect any time that a band tries to take a new turn and uh kind of reestablish themselves so I, i'd say i respect it would i is it necessarily my favorite thing to listen to no but like i can definitely respect any time a uh, vocalist does that in particular sure that makes sense let me go back to what i was going to ask before then so with all the different techniques that you're working with, you can definitely hear it in the Sentinel. Is there anything that you enjoy doing more? Like, is there anything you have to train more in order to do? Because you're doing high screams, low screams. You're doing those uncleans plus some of the cleans as well. Is there anything that you enjoy doing better? Um, so one thing I remember that I told Brian, we, we have an EP that we released for a very short period of time that it was just recorded pretty shoddily. It's a like the like the music's good, but the recording quality, the guy that we worked with ended up not being that great. So oh, okay. we released it for a little, took it down. But one thing that we were trying on that was, what did we experiment with? Some rap streams, which ended up not working that well. <laughs> um, and some pitch streams. And I remember after, the pitch streams on that EP weren't incredibly great. And I remember telling Brian, I was like, yo, for this new album, I'm going to get these pitch streams down. And Brian was like, no, like they suck. Like, I don't want you to keep doing that. Like, unless you're going to sound like in flames or right. some shit, I don't want you coming back and trying to pull that. 
And then I remember getting into the studio and I've been working for a while and I was like, you know, I'm just going to like show him. I'm going to show him what I've been working on. And I remember showing our producer, Anthony at the time and Brian, and then he was like, oh, you, we got to do that. So I'd say <laughs> the pitch streams um, influences for me would be architects for one. Okay. Um, that was something I had to work incredibly hard for. So it's not very natural for me. Like I, the lows are pretty easy. Even the highs are relatively easy for me, but learning to do those pitch screens for me took hours and hours and hours of practice and refining. And I have to say, like, I'm just really proud of them. And so I enjoy oh, doing yeah. them a lot. And I I'm working on developing them more now. Uh, our next stuff that's going to be coming out, you're going to see those a lot more. They're going to be a lot more developed. Nice. So, Oh, very cool. Now, Brian, have you ever wanted to do vocals at all? Um, I've been learning how to scream for like a year. Um, my girlfriend thinks I'm ridiculous when I try it. She's sitting right here. But, uh, yeah, she thinks I'm ridiculous when I do it. And there was, there was a time period where I practiced every day. But, you know, I'll leave the vocals to Elliot. He's way better than me. Uh, it would take me years to get as good as he is. Um, plus, like, I mean, our drummer's really good at vocals, too. So Yeah, I was going to ask about that, too. That's Connor, right? Yeah, he does a lot of the clean singing. Is there a reason why like did he just want to do that or was that something because i mean being a clean vocalist as a drummer there are some that have done it i mean we can start you know a you and under oath and we can continue on but that's also a very difficult role to play was that something he wanted to do i've got yeah. i've got so one of the big things is one connor's a fantastic vocalist mm -hmm. like um while i've got a decent singing voice connor's is much much better um I'd say in tonality, like he's, he's just got a great tone. You listen to that album, um, yeah. the tone of his voice is just phenomenal, fits the style perfectly. Um, so I think having that as an asset that we didn't want to waste, we knew that we needed to get him on the album. Another second thing that's a little bit second nature is a lot of our um, songs are very lyrically driven. There's a lot of words in there. Um, one thing that when that when I'm writing lyrics is I like to convey a story a lot and but to do that you need to have a lot of lyrics and so when you're performing that live with the amount of lyrics that we have in some of those songs like Wastelands yeah uh, you really it's hard to switch back and forth between the screaming and singing myself and right. so having Connor there one with the phenomenal voice as an asset and then two as somebody to give me a little bit of a break to focus on like the next part that's coming that's like a huge blessing to me and it lets him shine with his great voice so it's kind of a twofold uh solution there now who writes the lyrics i do brian right brian wrote a couple of the choruses brian's writes really catchy choruses but the majority of the uh lyric and story is on my shoulders that's kind of my part that i play okay brian when you're putting everything together is it music first and then you pass it off to elliot for the lyrics and you guys kind of work together sometimes how does it normally work the way we did this album was pretty strange like we put the instruments together and then I send it off to my drummer and then uh, I send it off to my drummer and bass player and then it comes back to me. Um, we do some revisions. Then I bring in Tyler who plays all our, our solos and a lot of the leads Okay. and uh, he adds his part to it and then it, it goes off to Elliot uh, last. So all right. always have the music together first. Well, that's a really interesting process. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty strange well it's now very, uh, oh god check like we we check each other a lot so it's like brian will write something and then he sends it out to all of us and we're like mm, nah fuck that we don't want that in there or yeah go off that so having that many eyes on it mm -hmm. um it catches a lot of mistakes 
Um, more so, like I think there's there's some some good that comes out of all sitting in a room and hashing it out together. But when you have that many eyes on something and you work on it in that setting together, it just lets you catch a lot of things that you might not catch um, in a more traditional sense, I'd say. That makes sense. Are all the guys around Maryland as well? So it's easy enough yeah. to like transfer stuff back and forth? Yes. Okay. Sorry, Brian, yeah. you were about to say something? Yeah, I was about to say part of the reason that we work so well together, but it's also a reason that we argue sometimes, is that we're really blunt about the music. Like, if we hate something, we'll be like, I hate it. But if we love it, we'll just be like, dude. Nice. <laughs> now, that's yeah. the way to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to be blunt. You can't just be like, eh, I kind of like it. Yeah, exactly. Now, I know we had talked about how everything kind of came together for the self-titled. What was the difference of mindset going in? Was it more that now you had a group that you felt was stable and you were able to really, really tackle the concept that you wanted to do? Like, what was the difference between the mindsets of that first self-titled and then the Sentinel? The first self-titled was, let's show everyone that we're a metalcore band and write just 10 straight up metalcore songs and get it out there and be like, yeah, we're a metalcore band. <laughs> this time around, it was like, we've had the same lineup for two years. <laughs> let's get really good production, write really good songs, and have everything on it that we would want and we we have that we have mm -hmm. we have solos we have breakdowns we have riffs we got you all different strings. types of vocals yes yeah. you have strings you have piano yeah i i love adding synth parts like some people are just kind of add towards synths but i think they just fill out a sound so much yeah for sure now what do you guys consider now i know bands don't like you know, they don't like to label themselves all the time. But you had mentioned Metalcore for that first album, but I certainly wouldn't call you Metalcore really for this album. Do you guys have something you normally like to go by? I mean, not particularly. We just like to be known as being melodic. Yeah. I think I think it's pretty strange that you have to, you know, label yourselves as melodic these days. <laughs> right. Like I thought melody was a part of music, but apparently not. In the heavy music world you have to distinguish that you are melodic. Yeah, that is kind of strange the way... Yeah, because there's now melodic hardcore, there's melodic metalcore, there's melodic metal, and then it just goes on and on. So yeah, that is kind of strange that they do that. Now, I did want to ask you guys too, so you had mentioned the possibility... This album just came out. I mean, it just came out like a month ago, even less Not actually. A month ago, yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, It's such a really, really great album. Are you kind of on your way to working on new stuff? Like, what's your next step? Are you working on putting a tour together to getting signed? Like, what's kind of what your first goal is? I think Elliot can answer that one. Oh, as far as what our goals are? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, I mean, I know you said this on the review where you're like, oh, are these guys signed yet? Is that by uh, choice? Is that because they don't want to be signed? Right. We definitely want to be signed. Okay, so, all right. You know, <laughs> if anyone's listening to this that... Uh, has the power to do so. Give it a listen because we do want to be signed. Um, we're working right now, uh, putting together our EPK. Our producer Anthony's doing that for us, actually. Awesome. So we're going to be sending that out. Uh, we've got some good connections through him and through a few other people. Um, AJ Channer, uh, Fire from the Gods. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, we, we he he did the headbang for the highway through Maryland. So we've been keeping in touch with him. Uh, I've been sending him stuff his way as soon as we get it. So we definitely do want to get signed. That's kind of like a big point of interest for us. Um, we're working in the future on doing a tour coming up, possibly in the winter. If not, hopefully in the spring. If not, definitely in the summer. Okay. Um, 
But I mean, with all of our conflicting schedules right now, it's kind of like we need to have a like we need we need something that's going to be profitable for us at the moment. Like we right. can't just be going and dumping a ton of money in something that's not going to be uh, very good for us as a band. Right. Especially just because of all the different places that we're on right now. But it's down the road. It's definitely going to be coming up. Um, we're working a lot, just trying to get a lot of um, good reviews out there. You right. know, partnering with people like you, trying to get some articles written, trying to get some more press, trying to get some more buzz, Absolutely. just in the hopes that um, labels, you know, catch notice. Obviously, when it comes to working with labels, it's more about how you are as a business, as a band, than it mm-hmm. is your music, which is sad to say, but right. it's just the reality of working with labels, it seems like, a lot of times. So trying to um, up our marketing, our, up our social presence, that's something that I put a lot of effort into, is having a big social presence, like People know we're there. I want people mm-hmm. to know about us. I want people to hear about us. Uh, I want to interact with people who do know about us and keep those relationships going. So that's right. kind of like a big thing for me um, as I head up marketing. And uh, yeah, we're, we're in the works right now. Um, the very early stages of putting out new stuff, I'm just working on it. Can't say a lot about it. It's going to be awesome. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> you just put out that new music video, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We recorded that uh, actually a little bit ago. Where, Brian, when did we record that exactly? It was August 13th and 14th. So all that stuff is pretty new. We're obviously not like in a huge rush to get more stuff out, but we have great ideas floating around. We've got great ideas um, where to move as far as our style in the future, and we're really excited for that as well. Oh, so you do think you'll probably be, I don't know, maybe even mixing some genres possibly in your next stuff? Um. What we can say about it without saying too much about it is we want to definitely broaden our horizons with this next album. Okay. And while, yes, every song will be similar enough that you know it's us, there will be enough differentiation that it'll be incredibly interesting. All right. I like that. That was put very well. I like that. Yeah. Well, let me ask just back to the music video for a second. Why the actual track that you chose? Like, what made you choose that one out of everything else? Oh, man, that's a good question. We chose that song because it is a major turning point in the story on the album. Gotcha. Um, It's just, I think it's probably like the second, like, most emotionally heavy song on the album. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just got a really powerful chorus, too. And like, I don't know, just the just the intro and the outro and just the whole just like movement of the song itself is pretty dark. So we thought it would be a cool video. And the name of that track is Eye of the Tide, right? Yeah, it's a play on words. Yes. (laughs) Um, There's a lot about this album that you won't understand. As like you guys were putting it when you were doing the review, it's like you got to listen from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. And more than that, I say that you have to read the lyrics. You have to listen to the interview. Because this, this, um, I know I had a lot of people that would come to me and be like, I don't really get this. I don't really like this aspect of the song or that aspect of the song especially I'd say my more religious peers and friends and family mates that would be like, Oh, why would you put this in the song or something like that? But the, there's the song, the album you won't understand unless you listen to it in its context, because it's very rich. It's very emotional. It's very story driven. Um, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot of interconnection between songs that you're not going to pick up just by like, you can enjoy the song for what it is. You can be like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's a dope song. I like this. I like that. Oh yeah. And, but unless you listen to it, start to finish you're not going to catch the entire emotional spectrum of the album right 
Yeah, I could totally agree with that. Is this something now we had just talked about tours and stuff, but is this something where you would definitely love to do this album front to back live? We did play it front to back live. Uh, actually, before we released it, a couple weeks before we released it. Oh, wow. Uh, it was our release show, but it was really just a hype show. And yeah, I, I could play that album front to back every night. Like, it is so fun. Very nice. The emotional roller coaster that you take people on when you take them through that song, like the crowd participation and interaction that we had during that show far blow, blows everything out of the water in the past that we had done today. Just like um, just the different tempos of the songs, the different feels and moods for each of the songs, the way that the interludes flow into each corresponding piece of music. It just really is something to watch. Um, and it's, it's, I'd say it's akin to watching a play oh, or sure. watching a movie. It's it's more than just the music. Right. And so when you kind of take people through that emotional journey, through that story, uh, as you kind of narrate through that, mm -hmm. um, it, it does have a powerful effect. And so playing through it in the future would be something that would be amazing. It's a long album, but I'd yeah. say it's worth every second of it. Yeah, so you guys had everything timed up well then that you could also play the clips that you do in the songs as well? Yes. Oh, very nice. Man, this is, yeah. I wish you guys had like recorded that and was able to release that because that sounds awesome. There are some videos somewhere. I don't know where they are. I don't have them, but there oh, are videos. <laughs> Man, I wish I was. All right. That is really interesting. I, I'm sure you've heard the show a couple of times at least. I'm a huge mark for concept albums. So it's yeah. a big thing. Like, I like getting that extra layer in the music and sure i like a standard song as you know as much as the next person does but when i get to really like immerse myself in an album it's like you're in a book but you get to you know you get to kind of listen to it and you get to feel the emotion based on the changes in the music that you're actually doing too yeah the writing for this album it was much different than anything i had done before with my previous band we just it was like one of those generic things where you just can't you know, throw together some songs like oh like i'm angry like whatever song <laughs> um for this like there was research that went into it. I spent hours poring over documentaries and reading um, just full-out history books mm -hmm. and stuff on the topic about each war. Like, I can walk you through the story uh, song by song and tell you what's happening here, um, what war, like, what battle this is, what time wow. it's happening at. And so I think for that, just the amount of lore that is intermingled with the music itself, um, it can add something that, I feel like a lot of albums these days are lacking. I can see that for sure. Is this something you're going to, and I know you can't talk, you can talk in generalities, I guess, for it, but is this kind of the thing where you're going to continue on doing more concept albums because that's where you feel like your heart is? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's the awesome. Next, gives us a direction to write in. I have the next things that we're, like, what we're, I don't know if exactly the next thing that we're working on, it's not going to be quite as, literal story based following the life of one person i mean with the concepts that we're throwing around it, it could end up being like that it would be very interesting if we did end up going somewhere along that path but we are definitely sticking to um a narrative based a concept based an idea based um album that runs through the threads run through the entire album that's something that we're definitely going to keep it gives way more purpose to the music than i feel um an isolated incident or an isolated idea may Sure. Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you guys have your own favorite concept albums that you like to listen to? Was there anything you kind of took inspiration from there? Hmm. That's a good question. Not to put you on the spot there. <laughs> um, one of my favorite 
concept albums is uh, Kazaya by Protest the Hero. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I like a lot of concept albums, though. Um, City of Evil concept album. Um, oh, sure. I, I like even just old concept albums, too. Like anything Pink Floyd. Oh, right, right. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. For me, probably not as much. Like, I, it wasn't something that I was incredibly familiar with when they presented the idea to me. Um, I saw it kind of as a challenge. I was like, oh, this is something I'm not really familiar with. And I didn't think I would actually like it, to oh, be okay. honest. I was going to dislike it because up until that time, I was kind of a fan of like the generic, like newer metalcore. And I was like, oh, no, I'd like more prefer to do a song or an album like of Mice and Men or something like that. But uh, they definitely whipped me into shape with uh, <laughs> what, what's a good idea to do for music and what's going to push myself as an artist and as a lyricist so uh i after you go concept you're never going back so <laughs> that's a good way to put it we joke about it on the show but please don't go in the of mice and men direction like yeah. <laughs> i hope you get as popular but yeah. not not with the actual music no, for some of my older my older tastes i liked one of mice and men's song and then i turned like 10 <laughs> <laughs> That is well put. On the show, uh, my two co-hosts, Jackson and Ty, they really like Cold World, the new album, but I just, I can't do it. It's not because of, you know, oh, they're not metalcore anymore. It's nothing to do with that. If if I thought the album was good, I would like it, but I just think they they took a huge step back. I just didn't get it. I just, I don't understand, but... I listened to it through once and I hated it and I won't listen to it again. Yeah. That's literally what I've been comparing every album that comes out to. I'm just like, is this better than Cold World? And of course, yes, it is. And then I'm happy. <laughs> that's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. It's nice to know that we've released something that's better than one of the, uh, you know, quote unquote, quote, big bands. Prominent metalcore, quote unquote, bands of the time. Yeah. I laughed out loud when Revolver has Of Mice and Men on the cover, I think this month or last month. And it said, metalcore album of the year and i just yeah i was a little shocked (laughs) i was completely shocked not with not with bands like silent planet and famous last words and all that kind of stuff there's no way it doesn't make any sense to me so side topic but once you said that it just sparks of i just i can't stand that new stuff i just can't do it i can't do it is there anything though on that note is there anything though that you guys are listening to right now like anything that has stood out to you this year other than the sentinel yes well, do you listen to your own music over and over again? Yeah. <laughs> See, um, I have enough problems listening to my own podcast. I don't know if I could listen to my own music over and I, over. I again. did it. I did at first just because, like, I couldn't believe like what we had made, but not really so much now. There's a couple songs I'll put on every once in a while just to like be like, man, that's just so heavy. Nice. <laughs> on the sacrificer before every exam i take i'm like i'm about to get hyped for this that's actually that's a good point that is on my playlist for anything that i'm doing sacrificer always comes up i totally agree yes i I absolutely agree that's for sure things were like that's one of the songs that i mean i mean personally when i was writing it i didn't see it blowing up um quite as much as it did like Mm -hmm. i saw songs more like lauren or Eye of the Tide, or even Hour of the Omer, kind of Hour of the Omen being bigger than <laughs> Sacrifice. But people just have taken to it like really well, and it's been kind of cool to see. I mean, you can't really decide when you're writing it like which one people are gonna like the most. But no, absolutely, that's very true. So really, you guys don't have anything like you wouldn't have an album of 2016 besides the Sentinel that you're like 
this kind of gets me going? Um, there are a couple. There are a couple. I think Dark Matter by The Word Alive was really good. Uh, like I, I after their last album, Real, Real which like yeah. it was okay. I mean, there are some songs that I didn't like. There are some songs that were like, eh, just same old The Word Alive. Yep. And then I heard their song trapped and i was like okay i'm gonna like this album a lot and i saw them at warp tour and they oh, were just so good yeah i was actually i was gonna ask if you went to warp tour very nice i did did you go as well elliot i was not able to this year i was working i was disappointed but it was okay um for me this year i'd say um all our gods have abandoned us by uh architects, architects has yeah. been probably my favorite album of the year i know brian's not as big of a fan but for me it's more than just the uh it's the vocals that have really stood out to me. Right. Something that I want to try and emulate a little bit more in the future. So That makes sense. Brian, back to Warp Tour really quick. Who were your top bands that you got a chance to see there? Yellow Card. Oh, sure. Um, who else did I really like? Ice Nine Kills. Yes. Yeah, they were. Um, the Word Alive. Mm-hmm. Crown the Empire. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. I feel like I'm missing one. I mean, there were a ton. So <laughs> Less than Jake. Less than Jake. Oh, you got a chance to see Less Than Jake. Okay, very nice. It's my third time seeing Less Than Jake. I love Less Than Jake. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so you've got a little pop punk too since you mentioned Yellow Card, right? I like a lot of genres of music. I just, last night, I went to see, it was Rarity, Arcadia, Broadside, Like Pacific, and, oh shit, I'm missing someone. Oh crap, I can't remember. But I saw them at an uh, sorry at an art gallery. And it was yeah. all all pop punk and post hardcore. It was a that's, lot of fun. That's become pretty popular. There's a venue here called Metro Gallery where pop punk bands play all the time. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Elliot, what about you? Do you do skewing to pop punk sometimes? Um, I wouldn't say pop punk as much as rap. I oh. like rap um, on top of metal, which is kind of funny, I guess. I, I like everything except for country for the most part. Okay. But I'd say... Um, some older rap, like I'm a huge Eminem fan, like me, all of his older stuff and I'll listen to it for days. Um, some Tupac, but some newer rap, not quite as much. Um, not a big pop fan, I guess. Um, but yeah, metal, metal core, rap, maybe some alt rock here and there. You like show tunes? Show tunes? I do like show tunes. That's yeah. from the uh, is that from the choir stuff from before? Yeah, that's from my days back in theater. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Godspell and Les Mis. Okay. Les Mis has got some of my favorite songs of all time. I, I know all the words to all the songs, so is that you'll the, see me sing this time to time. Is that the next concept album? Did you just let something yeah, slip there? Do it a metal yeah. or a metal Les Mis cover. <laughs> well, that's that was, that was actually my next question. Would would you guys ever do a cover? And if so, is there anything that you would have in mind? Uh, we would do a cover, except we can't agree on one. Oh, okay. We, we've talked about it. The idea has been brought up like a thousand times. The closest <laughs> we came to doing one was we almost covered through Struggle by Azalea Dying. Oh, okay. But then we didn't. I don't know why we didn't. <laughs> well, now, yeah. I mean, the trend is to pick something popular and then or popular outside of the genre. And then bring it in, and that's how people get followers and everything, because they're like, oh, yeah, we know the song, we like the song, and then they start following that way. Could you just do five different cover songs and then decide on which one's the best and go from there? If I had to cover any pop song, I'd do Counting Stars by One Republic. Uh, I would Someone... enjoy that one. Yeah, that, that, that song is really good. I'm drawing a blank, but I'm pretty sure someone did. 
I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I, Maybe oh. it was us and you were in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all I've used my power for, is to go to see what bands are doing what cover songs, and then I come back and forget. Sounds fitting. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they'd feature that on any of the, the punk goes pop, though, because that's a bit old. They probably had, like, if we were to get on anything like that, it'd probably be some shitty new song that I don't want to do. Yeah. I do not know much of any new popular songs. Like, the last thing I knew was Carly Rae Jepsen. Call Me Maybe. Shit. That was it. Nothing else. That's but, I mean, these shows take up all my time. It's either I'm listening to, like, we did six album reviews for the show that came out today. Plus, next week, it's like another six, and then I do the movie show, and then I have the relationship show, and I have all that shit, and it just takes forever. Takes One thing out. I want to interject with is last week when you did the show about us and you reviewed the Bad Seed Rising album. Yes. I, I'm actually friends with Francesco from Bad Seed Rising. Oh, yeah? I, yeah. She completely blew me off because I saw her live with I Prevail, and I gave her my card. And I was like, oh, I'd love to talk to you before the album comes out so we can do like a ton of promotion. And she never got back to me. I felt very bad. I was like, I was like, what did I do? I don't know. <laughs> but I find most of the time you have to contact everyone's press person. Yeah. And then, yeah. But it's not like she was like a bad person or anything. Like I'm assuming, especially if you know her, you're probably friends with her, right? Yeah. How did you like that album though? I mean, maybe you can't say it here. I liked it. I mean, yeah, I think Bad Seed Rising is a pretty good band. Yeah. I mean, I don't like listen to their stuff on my own all the time because, you know, I'm just like a straight up metalhead. But I, I've sure. heard some of their stuff and it's not bad. Yeah. What do you think being, uh, you know, concept fans and everything? What do you think of Famous Last Words? Did you give that a chance yet? I have not yet. It is. I listened to really a couple good. isolated songs and yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. They are. I don't know. They just got their shit together. I don't know what it is, but JT is a great that back and forth screaming between the cleans and uncleans he does that very very well he's got the pitch scream down pretty well too yeah yeah I, I definitely that. that's definitely like a, a style of screaming that i wish in the in the local genre at least out here like i wish it would come up more it's it doesn't happen a lot which i mean it gives us the opportunity to stand out more so no, like but, whatever, but I, i'd like to see it more because i enjoy it yeah that's pretty true i agree with that well the plot and you does a lot of pitch screaming too right yeah i love them they really turned it around I remember when they used to be, we talked about this on the show before, but I remember when they used to be that band that everyone made fun of. They were like, oh, here's that scene band again. And then Tours joined and just completely changed that whole thing. Well, I'm a big fan of Landon Tours because, one, he's got a great sense of humor. Like, he's got a very dark sense of humor, which I have as well. He so does. <laughs> um, I appreciate him. I also appreciate that he's really self-aware. And so he he doesn't like bullshit around and he'll just make fun of himself and i appreciate that he's definitely like one guy i'd love to go on tour with at some point and hang out with because i feel like we get along really well i know he worked on the band desires album and i think he works on a lot of albums too that could also be something you guys could look into mm -hmm. let me see i think i got a lot of my music stuff out is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about you know in relation to the sentinel besides going like track by track because i know it just came out like last month, so I'm sure you don't want to go through the entire concept. You want people to kind of digest it more before going through all that stuff. But is there anything else you want to get out there about that album? Ryan, you got It took us a really long time to write, and most of that album was written between the hours of 11 p.m. and 6 in the morning. <laughs> um, is that because probably, of the scheduling? No, because I used to just, I would work from like 
noon until like midnight and then i'd come home and i'd be like well i have to write this album because we're recording it in june right so like i just have to sit down right i get like a couple hours of sleep and then go to work and do it all over again and yeah. i'd say collectively we've probably put like a couple thousand of hours worth of work into the album well look i can say and i'm not kissing your ass because you're on the show you can tell like, this is a really, really well put together album. Not only just, you know, Elliot mentioned the length of the album itself, because it is. And that's why, that's why I laughed at Ty when he was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a full length. I was like, no, man, it's, it's a full length album. But he also says random shit on the show all the time. Not only is it a completely full length album, but you can tell all the hard work that went in there. So I hope, I hope people can, because I definitely can. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, I'd say one thing that we definitely would want to say is like, just to iterate again, like you got to listen to the whole thing. Cause I've got some people that say like, Oh yeah, I listened to this song or that song. It sounded really good. And I'm just like, there's way more than that. Like, right. I'm not saying it like, so that you'll like waste all your time listening to the album. But <laughs> like, if you want to appreciate, if you want to appreciate a great story and like, you want to appreciate, um, almost like a novel but mm -hmm. like a historically accurate novel, like go go listen because there's so much more than just that song. It's way more than just the music. Very true. Brian, anything else on that? Um, no, you pretty much covered it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, let's let's get back to some of that movie stuff, some of the stuff that we had talked about before. Is there anything recent that you guys have enjoyed? We're doing right now our like horror thriller kind of series on the show. Uh, so, oh. Yeah. So we've done like a ton of, you know, quote unquote, scary horror movies. That's what we're continuing on with. So anything that you guys like to watch around this season or anything even you've seen in theaters that have been good? The original Evil Dead and, the, and uh, Evil Dead 2. There we go. Okay. There's like, there's like the only two scary movies I like because I don't get scared that easily. Believe me, that's not the question because I know I also, there's nothing that will ever scare me, but I still enjoy the genre when it's done right. Do you, wait, do you not like Army of Darkness? I don't think I've ever seen Army of Darkness. Okay, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> what, what is that? That's the third Evil Dead. No, I, I haven't even... I didn't even know there was a third Evil Dead. There's, there's Evil Dead 1, there's Evil Dead 2, and then there's Army of Darkness. See, I wouldn't know that. I'm not like a big movie guy. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> I, I, have, I have my three movies I like, and then I like them a lot, and then I'm happy. Alright, well then hold on, wait. What are your three movies that you like? Lord of the Rings, okay. Star Wars, and Step Brothers. <laughs> Wait, so you're just saying it's the whole encompassing series of Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, we're going to count it as one long movie, okay, all right. including the new ones. Those, those are just tacking on to the one long movie. Were you extremely excited when you saw the teaser trailer today, the second one for Rogue One? I am, I am excited for Rogue One, but like at this point, it's like I, I, know it's, I don't know what's going to happen like story-wise in mm -hmm. these movies that come out, but... Like, I know that none of them will compare to the original three Star Wars movies. And, like, it, it's cool. Uh, my friend, who I hang out with all the time, put it best. When Disney bought out Star Wars, they started making new movies so they could sell toys and make oh, money. Yeah. That's, that's literally why they're making Star Wars movies. Right. I mean, George Lucas was doing that for a while, too. But now it's, now it's Disney doing it. Yeah. But I gotcha. I gotcha. Breaking it down, The Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie by far. Oh, no. You're going to get a ton of hate mail. Give me all the hate mail you got. I approve. <laughs> we'll transfer. I'll, I'll just end up forwarding you all of this stuff at the end. That works. Well, Elliot, what about you? Do you have three top movies, two series, and one? Oh, man. Well, Lord of the Rings is always going to be my number one. I think as a band, 
we're, we're pretty we, we all like lord of the rings but okay. lord of the rings will always and forever be my number one no doubt wow yeah i will never shift that opinion call me narrow-minded i don't give a shit um <laughs> second i'd have to say the dark knight i don't know why i just have loved it okay since like, i saw it i i think it's a great movie i think Keith Ledger's depiction of the Joker is like one of the best, like ever. And I'm a big Batman fan, so okay, that was great. And then I don't know, honestly, maybe Step Brothers for my third. Step Brothers, my, Step Brothers are hot rod. Those are my two favorite comedies. Step Brothers is just like when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's a Will Ferrell movie. It'll be it'll be pretty funny. But like, I was on the floor crying like the entire yeah. movie. No, I was surprised like, at how much I liked that one too. Yeah, but back to horror. Like, if you haven't been watching this new season of American Horror Story, and usually I don't jerk their chain because, <laughs> like, the first two seasons were great and then it sucked, but this newest season is phenomenal. So, like, okay. if you haven't done anything on that, you should. I'm too behind right now. I'm too behind season-wise because I stopped. They're not, yeah. They're not connected. Oh, well, so I did, that, I did that conversation with JT from Famous Last Words, and we talked about this a little bit, and... He brought up, which I had forgotten, that the director or the producers or whatever writers had said that they are actually all connected. But whether yeah, that's bullshit or not, who knows? Yeah. Like how Christopher Paulini, Paulini made the Aragon books, where like he oh. wrote one of them and then decided four books in that they were going to be connected. <laughs> right, that's like, <laughs> right. Very yeah, true. So it's like pretty much like each season they're like, oh shit, like how can we like maybe throw like this little tie? But like there's no master plan with it. I can I can guarantee you like. When they do like this final review, like, oh, here's how they're all going to be connected. You're going to be like, that's really stupid. So mm. I just watch them for the isolated stories. But this next, this last one, it's like a found footage kind of deal, almost yeah. documentary style. It's fantastic. Well, well, was Hotel good then? Because I didn't see that one either. No, it was pretty garbage. Okay. All right. I, I mean, have... it depends on what you Yeah. If you're like into like this weird sadist shit, then maybe, <laughs> I guess. Like, I, I don't know. It wasn't my cup of tea. I'm always very honest on the show, but yeah, I can say I'm not normally into the sadist stuff. You no, know, yeah, me, me neither. It was like when the dude got butt fucked by like this giant strap on dildo drill, I was done. I was like, <laughs> nope, nope, no more for me. FX I'm checking is, out. FX is really pushing those boundaries, it seems. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, I don't know how you guys get away with this, but I don't want to be part of it. There you go. We've been doing the hard. We just did Odd Thomas that came out the other day. And then we're doing Scream, and we're going to be doing probably Donnie Darko at some point as well. Because Donnie Darko Donnie, is my all-time favorite. That's my I just, one. I just showed that movie to my girlfriend. She had never seen it. It's one of my top ten for sure. Did she like it? Um, she kept asking me what was going on the whole time. Ah, uh, sure. I said, you need to watch it ten more times, and then you still won't know the answer. Yeah, you need to watch it 50 times and then watch the special edition 50 more times. And then you can start looking online for theories. And go if from you want to talk, if you want to talk about just great Halloween films, oh, my yeah. girl, I watched Halloween Town the other night, <laughs> and that movie—I don't know—it's it's so cheaply made, but like it just reminded me of being a little kid, and I got so excited when it came on. I was just like, "Yes!" Ernest Scared Stupid has that effect on me. Oh, funny <laughs> yeah. story. So I was all right. I was probably like in eighth grade when I watched that for the first time with my little brother. Mm -hmm. And I remember I let him watch it and he like pissed his pants and like <laughs> couldn't sleep for two weeks. And I got in trouble because they're like, why would you show him such a scary movie? And I'm like, it's Ernest scared stupid. Like right. we love Ernest movies. Like how scary could it be? It's true. <laughs> Do you just like 
carry around milk with him everywhere he went? I guess. I don't know. He, we didn't even make it halfway through before he had to stop. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Now, I will tell you this, and this might be shocking, but people have been getting on my ass all the time because I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I haven't either. Brian, what like, about a, you? like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, what, Bed Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker or something? I don't know. It's supposed oh, to be. Isn't she the one that looks like a horse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that your girlfriend's laughing in the back. She's been laughing the whole time. I know. I've heard her off and on. Like, it's great. It's like we have an actual audience that's listening. <laughs> hey, we got 10 people watching on Periscope right now, so. Fuck yeah. I don't know. How, how is the Periscope thing going? Because I've never used it before. It's fine. I mean, I've gotten some tweets tweeted at me. I haven't responded to all of them. Or, like, the, it does these little weird message thingies. Um, uh, people are watching. Oh, some little hearts just flew across the screen. So I guess that means somebody's liking it. Fuck as yeah. I'm saying that. Well, so, take a look. Take a look. I just want to see. Are there any like actual questions that people want answered? Because we could uh-huh. definitely do that. Ask me some questions on Twitter, peeps. I don't. Yeah, ask us some questions. Say hey, what's up again? I don't know if like you can. What weird message? Somebody said. Oh wait, people have been saying things. And I was missing see that. Well, look, it would have been a pretty tough way to conversate if you were always looking at the phone and just. Yeah, like, I don't know. Giovanna gave it. 4,785 hearts. This looks like six <laughs> listeners right now. Um, I guess like it's been popping up these messages that like I didn't see. Okay. Yeah. She says, uh, yeah, LOL. I was messaging you guys all the time. I didn't, I'm so sorry. I didn't even see that. Um, <laughs> I guess if you have any questions, shoot it, just tweet them at us because the messages on here pop up for like second. one second. Yeah. So, go. so far we've had 82 total viewers. So, that's cool. Well, hopefully. Well, look, we know it'd be me who was boring them away. So don't worry about that. Eric says, will you tour with Rick Astley and Limp Biscuit?" I love Limp Biscuit. Hell yeah. Only at the same time, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. separate tour, that just wouldn't work out well. You know, Ian, my stage name is Shred Durst. Is it really? No. But I, I wish make- it was, though. You should do that now. Shred Durst? Yeah. Start a new. Actually, I, I bet you that's already taken on Twitter. Probably is. I'm pretty sure I got that from a YouTube video where a guy was just like smoking a blunt, pretending to be Fred Durst, and he's like, "I'm Shred Durst." Yeah. <laughs> I um, love I love the band name uh, Shreddy Krueger. If you know Shreddy's, them, that's from an After the Burial shirt. I know exactly where you got that. Or Shred <laughs> Flanders. Oh yeah, Shred Flanders. Yep. <laughs> Somebody just asked if we'll go if we'll play in El Paso, Texas. Oh, you should fly me there and feed me some tacos, and I'll play. <laughs> Yeah, feed Brian some tacos and buy our plane tickets, and we'll be there. If you give me tacos, I'll I'll play. Like you don't have to pay us money; just pay me tacos. There you go. Yeah, we pay for taco. We don't do we don't do pay to play, but we pay for taco. We we play for tacos. <laughs> I mean, it comes from being in Arizona too, right? For a while. Yeah, Arizona had the best Mexican food. She said she'll give you real Mexican tacos. Okay, we're going now. As long as that is like a euphemism. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> Any other questions I, on there? Um, people just keep saying things, but it's mainly just Eric, one of our buddies, that's just sending memes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the meme master. Any yeah, really good I, memes? Um, no, they're just like these weird like text ones. I don't know. I, I, I honestly have no idea. She says, I hope you guys like spicy food. I saw this meme the other day. It was actually my tattoo artist's office that's really old. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> 
I, it's apparently an old meme that I've never seen before, but it's a picture of Bo- Bob Ross, and it says, I go hard in the motherfucking pain. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually seen that one before. That picture is hilarious. <laughs> no, or that meme, I should say. Yeah, there are a bunch of the Bob Rosses going around recently, and I don't know why. Maybe it was some kind of an anniversary or something, but who the fuck knows? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of rehash these memes. Like, after it's not funny, and then it's not funny some more, then they just resurface. And then it becomes hilarious again. And then it Yeah, like Harambe. Funny. I'm a huge fan of the Harambe meme. Yeah, Harambe's been gone for six months, but it never gets any easier. Nope. And uh, I just saw Senses Fail two days ago, and oh. uh, Buddy started a Harambe chant. So, yeah. Really? Yeah, I love so it never Fail. ends. I was... right, Ian. Oh, what's oh, up? Sorry. No, go ahead. I've got a question for you. Oh, um, and I guess anyone else who listens to this show, like, what are your thoughts on like pop culture merch? Like, are you more of a fan of like, like the, the meme shit that people do, like the meme shirts or like the artwork, like the epic artwork and stuff? Cause we're working on like getting together, like a pretty rad fall winter merch lineup. Oh, nice. But like, I just, it's hard to like know what people like these days. And I'm just not sure if like these meme stuff is, it's going to fly. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this for sure. I mean, just look at the MCR flag behind me. I think right now the trend is simplistic. Like, look at Fit for a King's new album, Death Grip. Like, it's just that hand with the rose. And if you look at Famous Last Words, it's just the puppet master hands with the strings and everything. I think a lot of people are going way more simplistic, so you get that kind of brand out there, and they go from there. So that's what I think is hot right now. I would rather have something unique than a meme shirt or something like that. That's that's my yeah. normal style. Is I want something that people aren't just going to look at. Like I found it weird that everyone was doing the Stranger Things logo with their band name. Like I would never want to do that. Even if I had my favorite band do that, I still wouldn't want that shirt because everyone else has it. Yeah, I guess it's been one of the because I do a lot of like the merch design ideas, and I feel like a lot of the ideas that I bring up get shot down. Um, because there's a lot of stylistic difference between what we'd like to see where I'd be more of a fan for the simplistic. Um, I think a lot of other guys in the band would be a fan of the more epic kind of rad looking stuff. Um, I guess it's hard to find that balance and like kind of what your fans would like or cause you know, everyone has their different tastes and it's right. hard to kind of hit the nail on the head, especially when you don't have as wide of a fan base as safe fit for a King does at this point. Well, true, um, true. Well, do you guys do you guys ever get a little bit concerned that since the Sentinel is all it's it's so focused on war, what type of merchandise you would do since it can be very polarizing when you're dealing with stuff like that? We have zero war merch. We actually just released two shirts. One's a lyric shirt and one's got our new symbol, which is a phoenix, a multicolored phoenix with his wings spread and it looks awesome. It's I like that. Hijir- it says Hijira between the wings. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Where, yeah. where did that come from? Where did the idea for that come from? So Hijira, the meaning of the word, it's Arabic for a journey, mm-hmm. more specifically in Exodus. Right. And, um, you know, obviously we're, try- like we're trying to have something along that lines that doesn't look like some sort of propaganda. Um, sure. So <laughs> sure. that was a, a little bit of a challenge. So <laughs> the Phoenix is considered to be like... Um, Arabian folklore, that kind of thing. So uh, we felt like it would that's a comfortable kind of medium to go with as far as the design goes. And the phoenix looks badass. It kind of also symbolizes um, rebirth. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, 
we're kind of like trying like a resurgence of like the older metal core sure like we want to bring that about so it's kind of just like a a multi you know reason wait did you just forget. did you just agree with something that ty said on the show because that might be the first time ever i've ever heard anyone say that before that's crazy well, agree. <laughs> you know, I, about I actually, a, a resurgence I, I, <laughs> I liked what he had to say, actually. I mean, at least for me, I'm not sure how Brian feels about it, but the stuff that he was saying, I, I definitely felt like, I was like, yeah, that, that does sound like a lot about kind of what we're doing. Wow. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I think he was right. Like, he's the one who said that we our clean vocals sound like a Strid from Soilwork, didn't he? Yes, he was, that was the one thing I agreed with him on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's right. Like, my favorite genre of music of all time is melodic death metal. Yeah. He said we're influenced by gothenburg style music and that that's like if i had to live in any other city in the world i'd live there oh very nice okay now i'm happy i'm i'm happy to hear that because ty and i often disagree that's why he opened up his review of saying like oh ian told me about this band and i was probably like oh no it's another band that ian told me about i'm probably not gonna like them so i like that that's why we pretty much have three different opinions even though jackson and i seem to line up with a lot of this stuff, but I'm glad to hear, and I'm sure he will be glad. This will give him a huge ego, and it'll be great. So, that's yeah, I definitely, it's pretty. I definitely what he said. It's pretty weird if you look at my music library. Like, yeah, we're a metalcore band, but I have like mostly melodic death metal. Okay, all right. Like, like In Flames is like they were the first like screaming band that I got into. Like sure. mainly screamed vocals, like Colony, Horacle. Even just their self-titled album, I love like everything they've done up until um, a sense of purpose. Just awesome. Very nice. I'm very glad to hear that. That's why as soon as as soon as Elliot said that, I kind of locked in on it because I'm so used to joking around with Ty about that stuff. So that works out yeah, very well. Basically, basically me and my other guitar player are Tokian Squizgar from Metalocalypse. Yes. Yeah, we're basically Swedes putting American guys' bodies. So like. <laughs> It's like we want to play like really good like melodic death metal, but we're not quite there because we're not Swedish. Makes sense. Uh, so Tyler <laughs> tweeted at us and he goes, "Who's that guy that does solos on the Sentinel? He's pretty all right." <laughs> yeah, that's our guitar player, Tyler. He's like the way I can describe Tyler is like he is so good at guitar, and I don't know how he got so good at guitar. Like the, <laughs> the way he practices is he's, he he does these things called Metal Mondays, where he's like, "I'm gonna sit down, learn a song," and he'll he'll learn like an like an eight minute Machine Head song in like an hour. Damn. And then he'll just sit down and be like, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! Here's the first guitar player we ever had that actually challenges me to like get better. That's always a good dynamic to have, right? That's why I love having him in the band because he's just—he's just really good at soloing, and he's just—he just every time he plays a solo, I just sit there like my mouth wide open. <laughs> Just—he's—he's he's just really good. I mean, being a guitar player yourself, do you have a favorite solo that you know? Like, does Tyler have a favorite solo? Favorite solo? Um, I don't—I can't speak for Tyler, but my favorite solo there. There's a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, really depends what I'm going for, but I'd say. What would I say? I'd say Selkies by Between the Baird and Me. The second oh. half of that song is so good. Sure. And just the buildup of that song is just great. Man, I haven't listened to them for such a long time. I might have to go might have to go play some of that soon. They release some decent stuff. I mean, I prefer their albums Alaska and Colors, obviously, yeah. but mm-hmm. they've released some good stuff. Yeah, they're, absolutely. They're... Elliot, any you more won't... questions coming up there? Somebody asked if uh Will 
bring back the special edition Hail Hijira shirt, but on a hoodie. Oh. Because people like that. We had uh, the Hail Hydra, like the Hydra yeah. symbol from the Avengers, except it said Hail Hijira. And uh, it, it ended up being, you know, people liked it. So I think tonight, maybe on Teespring, I'll, I'll put out a new campaign for a hoodie for that. People want to catch that. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm a big fan of hoodies, obviously. My, that's yeah. Most of my wardrobe is all hoodies. Respect. Well, guys, I think, I mean, we can we can continue to hang out for sure. But, I, Ellie, don't you have some experiment that's going on, too? I just looked at the yeah, time. Actually, I do. I have to go run some melting point experiments on some different compounds that I've isolated. So we I've got to run it. We never even got to talk chemistry either. This is like a whole a whole oh. different show. We can just talk chemistry the whole time. I mean, I'd be totally down. You're prop. So you said you're a, you're a chemical engineer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> so you can like kick my ass when it comes to like what I'm doing. I'm just you know a lowly college student <laughs> trying to become a molecular biologist and like wrestling with like, am I good enough to like do this music thing full time or should I just keep being a nerd? And like, I don't know. I'll never stop being a nerd. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, come on, Brian just got. Almost full sleeve Lord of the Rings tattoos. I, hey, that, that's passion. Having yeah. a needle driven into your arm for two hours. Hey, tell me about it. On it. <laughs> All yeah. I've wanted to do is show my tattoos to Stephen King sometime. Believe me, I, I'm with you. I it was a book signing. Oh, I did. Every time I've been twice to see him talk, and each time he's had a question and answer thing. And they had people go down the line, and each time I was the second person, I was just about to have my question answered before he cut it off. Twice. Oh my god. Twice. Yeah. So that was that, <laughs> that was tough. You know, hey, don't take it from me. Don't drop out of school or anything. But I really hope the band thing works, and that you don't have to go into a life of chemistry because it's not all the glitz and glamour that they kind of make it seem like it is. Yo, glitz and glamour <laughs> to me is is a. Uh... Way too many long hours sitting over a Buchner funnel waiting for something to dry. That makes me happy. It brings me joy. So yep. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a nerd in that sense, and I enjoy it. I do hope the music uh, takes off for the better. It would be awesome to be given that opportunity. I'd be, that'd be really rad, but, you know, keep I, working our asses off. We'll make it happen. Yeah. I'm just really happy I got a chance to hear you guys' stuff because that album is just so good. I, I mean, we've stated it multiple times on the show as well. I think everyone knows that. But we just got to get the word out there to even more people because that kind of release shouldn't just be left by the wayside because of how good it is. So, yeah. Well, we appreciate that, man. We appreciate you having us on the show. Like, super stoked. It's the first full podcast like that we've done like this. So, oh, nice. Like, it's been an honor to be on here with you. You're a great host. So. Oh, thank you. And no, the honors is honors all mine. But let me let me do this right before we we end here. What is the best way, like I say on all my stuff, I'm definitely going to have links and I'm going to have everything on the description of the episode. That way people can get in touch with you guys. They can get the new merch that you're talking about, you know, get the album. But what is the best way right now for them to support you? Listen to it. Just Just, listen to it. Learn it. Come see us live. Yeah. Yeah, That means honestly more to us. Like like if you want to buy the album on – band camp or you want to go buy it on itunes like that's a huge blessing to us but even more than that just listening to the album sharing it with your friends and with your family and with people that you know would like it just getting the word out there that we're around and uh having us come and you know let us know what hometowns you're from have us come play a show for you and get to meet you that that's honestly what means the world to us so yeah that's a good way to put it yeah hopefully 
let me know obviously whenever you guys are going to do a tour because we'll promote the fuck out of it like for sure and but make sure you're coming somewhere close to boston please make sure that i can actually come and see you you know what just give us a place to stay for the night and we'll be there i totally (laughs) have a treadmill and it folds out (laughs) we've snuggled in worse conditions we'll make it (laughs) as long as it's running while i sleep on it that's what matters it gets warm so that's the way to keep that's the way to keep that works i'm down with it well we will definitely continue (laughs) we will definitely continue to spread the word so if that's all if you guys got everything covered i think we're good here yeah i'm definitely good to go awesome well thank you guys once again I'll uh, go ahead and I'll take out some of the like blank spots and stuff because I know we were doing Periscope, so it was a little bit different. But we'll make yeah. sure to have this episode out for everyone and really go into detail about everything. All right. Sweet, man. Sounds great. Thank you guys very much. Thank, thank you. you so much. And thank you so much for having us on the show. We loved it. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everyone. I am back. What a great hangout that was. I learned a ton as well. I really enjoyed Brian going over how the band was formed and Elliot talking about all the different techniques that he's working on. You can definitely tell that these are two guys that really, really are passionate about what they're doing, passionate about the music they're playing, and passionate about Hajira. I really hope people enjoyed that, and if they haven't checked out the music, you really should. Check out The Sentinel and see what they were talking about with the concept. Listen to that album front to back because you really need to to fully experience the layers that that album has. It'll definitely be worth your time. There's no doubt about it. So I'd like to go ahead once again and thank Elliot and thank Brian for coming on the show. I hope everything sounded okay for everyone. I had this crazy, you know how I'm always, you know how I'm always honest on this show. And really every show that I do. But I had this crazy, crazy ear thing that I was in the hospital for in the morning right after this talk. Because it was bothering me for a couple days. And it's been really difficult to make sure that this stuff was done right. So I really hope it was because Hajira deserves it. There will definitely be links in the description of the episode that you're listening to. But for right now, make sure you check out Hajira Band on Facebook.com. Hajira Band on Bandcamp, and it's the same for Twitter and Instagram, Hajira Band. So once again, that's H-E-J-I-R-A. So make sure to support them by checking out all of their music, getting merch, checking out when they have tours. I'm sure I will definitely be promoting when they're going on their tour. There's no doubt about that. So you'll be able to support them no matter what. Also, Don't forget that you can support Ian Hates Music. Go on iTunes, and especially if you like the show, write a five-star review. That really helps us out. You can also interact with me on Instagram and Twitter, at Ian Hates Podcast, on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. You can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. And like always, you can download and stream every single episode of Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies on www. Dot ianhates.com. So one last thanks to Brian and Elliot. I really had a lot of fun. I hope everyone enjoyed that as much as I did. And just to give you one more taste of the Sentinel, I'm going to leave you with the song they have the music video for, Eye of the Tide. Once again, support this band. Get the Sentinel. It really is one of the best albums of 2016. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights.
Thanks, everyone. Yeah,